1: From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is happening. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but maybe afraid to voice. Do not worry. We'll voice it for you. We talk about everything. Politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. This is No Holes Barred Radio, folks, and I'm here with my co-host T.J. DeSantis, my producer. T.J., how are you? I'm going to cut it short because we got somebody on the show. I've always loved to be around, talk to, party with, announce—you name it. The man is all around one of the greatest guys I've ever met. in My life, an icon, the icon, the icon, the icon, the Ice Man, the former UFC champion. And we all love him, Chuck Liddell. Chuck, how are you? I'm great, Bruce. Thanks. Thanks, Randall. Always, always good to see you, As my always. always, always, always. <laughs> you know, Chuck, lots of things going on in the UFC. That's great. We're going to touch on that. Lots of things going on in your life, which I really want to hear more about. But it was great to see you Saturday night. That show was electric. It was pretty awesome. Did you have a great time? Did you think it was a solid show?
2: Oh, it was a great show. Great fights all night. I mean the. I mean, obviously the most disappointing part of not getting around to the Conor uh, does fight. I mean, I think that could have been interesting, really.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, we all saw the video that's been posted where um, he threw the front kick or a Muay Thai, a teep kick, however you want to call it. Uh, and then Poirier seemed to come down and a check, but he, it's like he hit it with the elbow. I mean, these get broken with the bones. Do you think that's where it shattered, that it shattered there? And then when it came back, it, it just did the number?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just pl- planning and having it snap like that—it's not. I don't think that's a possibility, really. I mean, yeah. these guys. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think it's a freak accident. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things. And I, I, thought actually in the first round, I thought you know Conor was winning the striking. Uh, you know, he, i think he hurt his leg. I, I it looked to me like he hurt his leg at one point. I uh, had poor a little little hurt hurt on his the uh, leg kicks, which I would. He did like a plant and like kind of kind of gave out for a second. Which I uh, mean for me that as a kickboxer that's a precursor to me going okay now I'm just going to eat his leg up his leg's already hurting a little bit I'm going to eat it up but you know um, and I, you know then obviously Connor went for that guillotine I like I as a as a coach like I used to tell my guys hey my strikers like if you're, you know, you a jiu-jitsu guy it's a different story right I tell my wrestlers and my strikers if 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 you pull if you drop to a guillotine from from a standing position you better finish because if you if you if you need to come back to this corner don't because I'm gonna yeah. Hit you with the yeah you, you bring
0: a great point hit, up chuck because if it was I'm the other way around if, if it's dustin going for that guillotine even yeah. if he doesn't get it he's much more in his world than connor is yeah
2: right right and so for my and i guys I did, did to him all the time i, I mean I, I was being funny but yeah i, I was serious i mean I, i'm gonna want to hit you with a chair when you come over what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> all right thank I mean it's like what are you doing trying to it's it's not your don't, you know if, if you get to a position where you're already sitting there and it's there you can go for something but right now don't get me wrong you're good great you're just and I, I you know a guy like Clover's like Sarah drop your drop your guillotine anytime you want yep. or Jake Shields, another guy training me, hey drop your guillotine anytime you want. You tell me when you want to drop it, but a, but a striker, no, don't do don't, don't do that. I mean that then, back
0: to simple fight IQ.
2: Right. And uh and then it went and then uh you know, I, I thought Poirier you know, was was cornered on, but he didn't do a lot of damage, I don't think, from the top, and he's got a little bit in there. I don't think he did a lot. Um, so I was interested to see how he'd go in the second round. I mean, I, that was, yeah. I was real excited. I was actually real excited about that. Oh, okay, we're going to get Zap. we're going to go to the second round, and then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what the hell happened?
1: I, <laughs> I'm with you all the way. I mean, you were sitting behind me, and I was still at my desk getting ready for the second round when... Heidi, one of the USC people's yelling at me, no, it's over, it's over, it's over, because where I was at, I didn't have the viewpoint to see the leg get hurt. But I was looking so much forward to that second round because after both fighters went back to their corners and with coaches like you, you know, giving them instructions, the second round would have been phenomenal. I thought it was going to be awesome. But we didn't see it. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Chuck. You know, you're in the UFC like me. We've been around forever in this game and we've seen it all. We've seen the evolutionary process. We've seen the trash talk from... Fighters from 20 years ago to fighters from today. Um, how are your feelings on trash talk, such as Connor, who was so much the gentleman and the sportsman in the last Poirier fight in Abu Dhabi, which really made me happy because I, that's the way I like to see Connor? You know, I mean, I like respect. We're martial artists, it's about blood and honor and respect. How do you feel about trash talk when people are talking about using words like murder and kill or bringing up somebody's wife and making?
2: Well, I, I, I really think today like uh, with people ca- cross the line way too many times it's too much too much you know I mean there, there's an unwritten rule you know for me as a as a fighter now, there's certain things it's okay you know like you want know, to talk all the trash you want about me my camp um stuff between us whatever all that stuff but you know leave my friends and family out of it you know it's like what well, I'll say I'm like I'm just like and you know murder and kill like, come on man no I, I'll say hey I'm trying to kill you but during a fight. I am trying to kill you, but right. I'm, hoping you're, I'm hoping you're okay right afterwards, too. Um, and, you know, I, I know you got to build a fight. And, and Conor does, he's on, honestly done it better than anyone. He, he gets those outside-the-box fans. He gets the people are just watching it, because not only gets the occasional fan, not only gets the, you know, the, you know, the sometimes fan, like the guy that just every once in a while does it, but also gets people that don't ever watch fights and they just want to see the, the show. Uh, you know, so he's a guy that, that's, and those are the guys that make make the big money that makes big make more of a, uh, spread the sport more but on the other side flip side of that for me that's a lot of that stuff is just you know, I'm old school you know, you start talking about my wife and my, I mean, all right man well, I'll see you in the back room Yeah, hey, well, exactly we get back. Yeah. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump over the cage and, and do a, start a big riot in place but when we get backstage you better, you better hide yeah, I'm I'm, I'll, I'll come. I'll come right. I'll come right over. Yeah, he just locked me in a room. I don't want anyone. I and the big reason being, I don't want anybody breaking it up. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if anybody. They, but, I just, I just got to say, TJ. I know Chuck so well, and I know he's absolutely correct, right? And I also know that he would do exactly that.
0: Well, th- that's the thing too is when you say things like that, not only are you inciting more beef with that person outside of the octagon, but like you're talking about inciting the people that are close to Dustin to do something as well. Like you're not just attacking, you know, Dustin and his family, like you're attacking his entire team that want to stick up for their boy too. And, and that's not a very good thing. You don't need to be stoking those embers be professional.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's one of the things be professional. And, you know, it, and you know, at some points it, it's just talk, but it's like, you know, it's, it's unnecessary, right? It's unnecessary.
1: I'm sorry, Chuck. Then usually after a fight, even in the worst case scenarios with Connor, it's been a hug and a respect afterwards, which is not the case here with Poirier.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I and I think about. It, I just wonder if he was just all of a sudden going, man, I I didn't get I didn't get my real shot at this. He thought that if I lost here, it's my last fight. You know, wait, I didn't get a full shot at this because my legs are broke. Um, is this sort a of panic? Like, okay, I got I got to set up the next fight. I got to piss him off. Make sure I get that next fight. Maybe Poirier doesn't. Right? I mean, Portilla doesn't have to give it to him, really.
0: Right, I, I um, think. For-
2: I I can I mean, I see him. I mean, I could see him on it. I mean, I, but then again, you know, that's a, that's a long way back from an injury like that. That's uh, not, usually guys are are never the same after
1: that. Uh, yeah, uh, no, never uh, the same after. I'm sorry to you, never the same after that. And also at the same time, we're talking about an injury that could take, I would say, at least a year. To be able to come back from like
2: even even Anderson Silva came back, and I mean, he's still tough. But he was—he was, he was right. talking about how, how tentative he was to throw that leg afterwards. I'd be mean, more. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah, I talked yeah. to him when I talked to him on my podcast. Uh, you know, icebreakers. um Yeah, it was just um you know, it was—it's a tough thing to come back from. That's that's rough,
0: did, <laughs> mentally you, and physically. Did you guys see the uh photo? I saw it yesterday. It was a photo of Weidman. Uh Connor, uh Anderson Silva, and John Jones all standing around talking to one another. And then they had the x-rays and the actual photos of the the leg breaks. And they were saying, Does anyone see a trend here? John Jones has the skinniest of all of these guys' legs. Anyone concerned for him? What is it, Chuck, about these these freak injuries that are, you know, seemingly happening more and more in the modern era of MMA?
2: You know, I, I really I'm not I'm not sure. It's it's just it's I mean, I've seen I mean, leg checks and leg, leg stuff for so long in fighting. I mean, I've been mean, kickboxing. I've been a kickboxing fan since for a long time. So I have been in martial arts since I was 12. So, um, is it the you know, technique getting better? Is, is it just people are choking? I mean, these the guys, guy, well, no, I, I, that same check, the one Wyman did, and I, I actually was talking to
1: his, his striking coach, very long ago after the oh, fight,
2: yeah. the first fight they had. Yeah. Train for hey, it, man. His legs were, he said. Weidman's leg was really hurt after, after that. I don't know if he would have made I mean, I'm able to answer the next bell if you didn't knock him out. And I'm like, Well, you know, I like the check where I just turn my foot and let him kick the top right here. I, I turn my right. foot and I throw a right hand, so I make him eat a meter right hand and, and chip off my. And Sometimes I get, I said and I actually said, Sometimes I catch people's foot. I think in the set, my second Tito fight, Tito caught did it check, and I checked it. I cut, he caught his foot on the front of that. Yep like okay that, that that hurt you know you can see so you talk, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna kick that again
1: you talk about your long uh kickboxing career it goes back i remember when i was heavily into kickboxing back around 1990 and stuff there was a great champion dennis alexio remember dennis
2: oh i remember dennis yeah of course yeah
1: and i trained with him a couple times and remember when the australian guy checked his kicker he checked his kick and his ankle just went like that it was oh yeah that, that was that was
2: uh, that one the one i'd seen Before two, I've seen I've seen two on one on film. And I saw that one before the Anderson Silva one.
1: And also, you know, if you go back just over the last like eight shows, I think we've had a bone break, at least in the last six consecutive shows. I never want to see fighters get hurt. I'm not about that. But there have been a lot of yeah. broken bones lately. Well,
0: you this know, is I, what I might think, guys. Like, think about the sample size and how many fights there are. A lot of people, like, uh, talking about eye pokes, they, they sort of credit Pride Gloves to not having a lot of eye pokes in, in Pride Fighting Championships. But then they fail to realize that the UFC puts on more fights in one calendar year than Pride did in a decade. Yeah. So, I think that sometimes we might see these streaks of, you know, oddities. It's not,
2: it's not even more fights.
0: There's actually more fights each night too. Yeah. No, 100%. It used
2: to be 10, 10 tops. Right. Now, I mean, now there's 12, sometimes more because they have the
0: small, the small show and the bill show. And, and I, it, I remember when there were four or five UFCs a year with only eight fights on each card. You know what I mean? It's crazy.
1: I remember when there was three. And the yeah. months in between each show went so slow for me because right. all I was looking forward to was that next fight. And now we're doing 42 a year Right. and I'm doing three a month or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's just nonstop. Let's go back to the injury real quick. The, the result of the injury on Connor McGregor was the uh, fractures of his tibia and his fibula, right? Which obviously didn't happen when he stepped back. It obviously came from the kick or the check as we're discussing, the doctor that operated on him is uh and you might know him too Chuck I hopefully you've never had to be operated on him I have he repaired my ACL uh severed in my knee Dr. Neil Eltrage he's the doctor to the stars he did GSP I've heard his name yeah Oh he's fantastic Hopefully you never have to see him. <laughs> I've had enough experience with him, but he's, he's great with that. He did GSP's knee. He did my, uh, my knee. And you know that uh, the powers of be UFC were on the phone with him right then. And he was flown right into Vegas and right. boom, three hour operation. I think it's a big question. Connor's sitting in a very, very comfortable position. If his brand stays strong, which it will over the next year plus of the healing process to service all his businesses out there, When you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars there comes that point is do you really want to get in there and do everything and make it happen again i think personally his pride factor is going to make him want to do it but i think there's a big question if we're going to see him back personally you know
2: oh yeah i I think for sure and the the only thing that makes me would make me excited if he came back was that's that's a real decision for someone who doesn't have to do it he's not there's no it's not like oh man i gotta make some money um uh, he, he, I mean, unless, I don't know, unless he does something crazy, I don't think there's any way to blow all his money. So, um, yeah. So him not having to come back and not having a financial reason to come back. Um, if he does come back, I'll be excited. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'll be excited, be excited. Be see it also. excited to see, see what, see what he can do. and see how he can recover from it. No
1: question. I'll share something with you guys. When I introduce him, I always say I have said the pride of Ireland mm. for some reason after the show, I got emails and people from Ireland, Saying, please don't say the pride of Ireland. He's oh, not man. representative of Ireland. So it just goes to show me because when I talk to Irish people, Connor with his antics and the, the law situations and everything, the punching of the gentleman, the older gentleman in the bar and all that, he does have a 50 50 division, I feel, and, and people that want to see him win and don't want to see him win, but everybody will buy the pay per view. Is it that Bruce?
0: Is it that Bruce, or is it a case of when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not? Because this I feel thing- like. I just feel like a lot of people are maybe kind of, pardon the well, the phrase well, here, but shitting on him a little bit because he hasn't well, been winning. Big question. It's, what, because-
2: it's one of those things when you're that brass and you're that um, you know confrontational in your the way you promote fights. It tends to be that you know you're you're only good as your last fight, right? And, that, and there's a lot of times that you know if, if that's especially and it is that, it's that with a lot of fights like, uh, but when especially when you're that real uh, aggressive, you know go after someone you know person or your your personality where you're real you know you, you go out and talk about people's lives and all that stuff you're definitely gonna gonna if you're not winning if you lose it definitely gets
0: It it's just odd guys because how many times have we seen people shake hands after they fight in, in fierce rivalry i mean chuck is shaking tito's hand you know what i mean yeah like, there
2: you go well, I, just, look man no. I, I i mean i still to this day I, we're, we're not friends right but but you know, I, I don't hate him. I mean, I hope he has a wonderful life. I hear he's a great dad. I mean, I, all that stuff's great, man. I hope I more power to you. Uh, you know, I don't want to do business with you, but I, you know, uh, I'm hope I hope you uh you succeed at life. I mean, have fun.
0: Well good luck. To to that's, me it's still the greatest rivalry in MMA history. The Iceman oh. versus Tito with his flames on his trunks, like you sign me up. I'll, that's that's the best uh, rivalry I, in the sport. I, I, Okay, oh, hey,
2: before I forget, and I get in real trouble, I, you know, I'm um, my first NFT drop coming up next week. So, ooh, what is I think it? It's the 24th. Uh, well, I think it's the 24th. We're gonna drop uh, my 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 uh, first uh, um, official NFT. So that's awesome. Cool. That's
1: awesome, Can you tell us what it is or what it looks like? Or are you keeping it a surprise?
2: yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for we'll wait for that. But yeah, it'll come out on. It'll have uh, some unlockable content too. So it will be pretty cool. That's who's releasing
1: awesome. it? Is it Eternity releasing it, or who's releasing it? uh uh blockchain labs oh very cool very cool now these nfts are just taking over good good chuck i wish you all the best success with that i can't Thank wait you. to see that you know we're on the subject of things uh outside of the fighting world i just have one more question about usc 264 and i want to go into other things involved in your after fight career which is going great um when you watched the uh o'malley Matino fight right the the, fight, yeah. the first fight on the pay-per-view now you've been in many fights where you've just been dominating and you usually you're knocking the guy out. It doesn't go that long with punches the way it did with him. Did it bother you to see Matino taking so much damage? And did you have well, an issue with the stoppage 26 seconds or so before the end of the third round?
2: You know, um usually I'd be the guy that was there going, Hey, you gotta stop this. You know that you don't you, you shouldn't you should let him fight He's a fighter. He's gotten it here. Um, I was actually like, yeah you know, I, I was I wish this corner had done that earlier. Right, I mean, I mean, he was just he was just being too tough for his own damn good, and I, I get it. I mean, I'm the same way, you know. Um, I think he was, he was just too tough for his own damn good. I mean, he, uh, those are like I don't know how many unanswered punches he took to the head, and, and O'Malley hits hard, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he was still standing. Moving know. forward too, I think that was the problem. Like Medina was still, still moving forward. Still, you know, his still still, you know. But a lot, of, a lot of a lot of really tough guys when they're out on their feet, they don't know any better. But right. moving forward. It's an awesome memory. I mean, I when I fr- fought uh my, my my last fight in the OC, I uh, against Rich. I, I got I I I don't remember anything after I headbutted him with that shot, got headbutted. I don't remember anything, but I remember I went back and looked at it, I would all I did was come after him because that's that's what you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm in I'm hurt. I got I gotta go, I gotta knock this guy out.
0: You know, right. one it's thing that sure. Chuck's one thing that Chuck said about Matinho is, you know, maybe his corner should have stopped it. Uh, I think that is definitely something that uh, I would hope corners would start to do a bit more. Obviously, yes. you don't want to take it away from your your fighter, but you know, there are times where Chuck said but it like I he's mean, just t- too tough for his own damn good. Well, you know,
2: and, and you're and you know better. You know better than I think than the guy than the, the guy in the middle of the ring. Right. Mean, you, know, you know better. Than, than, you know your guy, and you know. Like I, I've had guys who are like, oh man, come on, he, he can still knock him out. He's like, oh, "Look at him; he's got nothing left." Right. Even if he does land that shot, yeah, we're not gonna. If he was still throwing fire right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, fifth round. You can get beat up for four and a half rounds." I, because that was my goal was always to be, be able to get beat up for four and a half ra- rounds and still have enough power left right. in, the, in the tank to knock somebody out. See, so, it's got to be. if for- you knock him out with with a, with a half round left, you knock him out; it's over. Right. If You're out there, and you—if you can't even pick, hold your hands up. You're barely throwing punches. I mean, is it really? Are you really? Even if you land that shot, is it going to do anything? You know, and and you right. and the guys can make that judgment. is your corner guy. I'm—you know—they—they—they they, they will. You know, I mean, you are like, and and, the, and honestly, for me, like, I can accept that more than would a referee stopping my fight.
0: Right. Because you don't know
2: where I'm at. You don't know if I'm still fighting. You don't know what right. I'm doing. Right. I, I, mean, I had I, to I fight had another fight. day. I, I mean, he, even, uh, I mean, looking back, I don't think I would have won the fight anyway. Like it's the first one against Randy. I thought they stopped. I thought they, I thought he stopped that too early. And especially after I saw the Tito fight, when I thought he stopped after Tito and Randy, he let Tito get hit way worse in that position than I, he let me hit it. You know, cause yeah. I was, and I was wall walking with my feet. That I mean, that's intelligently defending yourself in my opinion, right. but when I won the fight, no. Um yeah. Not not unless the judges were won but I don't know. But, but then again, we never know. We yeah. I mean, I, know. I, I was just gonna say it it's I, think I, was, be. I think I was ahead on one of the judges' cards uh, when I lost that fight. I think someone told me. I was like, really?
0: <laughs> I, I was just gonna say <laughs> it's gotta be. On? You talk about like throwing in the towel. It had to be hard if if Hackelman could ever be in that situation because Chuck always had that power. Like maybe maybe there's only you know twenty five seconds left and he's lost everything. Ten eight. Chuck Liddell still got that right hand. He might might yeah. knock you into but, next week.
2: But you, you can also tell if, if someone that doesn't have right. anything no. after they are sure. in a position they're never going to get out of. Or, yeah. You
0: know. Hey, I'm yeah. I'm looking around that room, Chuck. What is that poster over your left shoulder there? What is uh What's that on the wall? Oh,
2: that that's uh, me and Victor Belfort. That was oh, okay. At, uh, I was at the Bellagio actually back in the
0: day. Wasn't that the show that was on um, the Fox Sports Network? Best, what was best that? Yeah, damn sports show. Best have for one, no, but they only
2: have one fight on, and actually, right. one of the, I took a last minute fight because like, it's half right? Right, yeah. I took the last minute, the last minute fight. One, it was Vitor. I wanted to fight him anyway. And Let took, me tell I, you I, what. I took a short. I took a short notice. I wanted to fight Vitor anyway because he's a great fighter. But, but I, I took a short notice, short, shorter notice fight because they said there's a uh, there's a chance we we're going to get on Best Damn Sports Show, and that was one of the sales points to me going getting on that show, and then they. Then i found out that um we uh that there was never any any chance of us putting the main event on
1: there. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yep. but it oh. did it it did make fox i'll tell you what that story was chuck is that um i was on the best dance sports show with your favorite nemesis tito ortiz who i got on the show at one point and we were in the green room and george greenberg the producer of best dance sports show who wound up being the head of the fox um ufc collaboration for yep. many many years when we were back in the green room, George said, well, how, you know, when you come to L.A. or whatever, you know, let us know when and, and let us, uh, you know, show the UFC, right?
2: Yeah. George is a great
1: guy, by the way. When the say- UFC
0: came to LA, because that wasn't even a possibility back then.
1: It wasn't even a possibility. And I said to George, I said, George, why not you and, and uh, Fox Sports be the first ones to ever show the UFC on national network TV on Fox? And he said, well, right. how can we do that? I said, I'll set up a call, which I did with Dana White, Lorenzo Fertita, and myself and George. And we all had a group call. I started the call, and then I got off, let them do their thing out of that call was created 37 and a half. And the reason you got the short call, Chuck, because that call was about six weeks be- or four weeks before the show. They put that show together real quick at the Bellagio wow. because it was during sweeps week. And then they would have been on Fox during sweeps week, which they I, were. That, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And they showed your fight. They got great ratings, the whole nine yards and I'm very proud of the fact that I was partially responsible for the first time the UFC was ever shown on national network TV, which was that event. So you can blame me a little bit if you had a short training camp, but you know what? You came out on top (laughs) and it's all okay.
0: I'm okay with that. It turned out great. That was a hell of a fight. hell of a fight with Vitor.
1: Hell of a fight. And there were a couple other great fights that, that night too. It was just really awesome.
2: Chuck, one more question. You know, the funniest part about that fight for me was, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna go to feature. I get a set. I'm just gonna get comfortable and start straight I'm i I'm a, a kickbox the hell out of this guy who's boxer. And the first thing he did was shoot in and take me down. I'm like, <laughs> I, just down by, I just got taken down by a boxer. Yeah, like a box. And he's not even a wrestler. I just got to. I was like, like, oh, like damn it, like, did he really <laughs> take a shot? I, I was, I mean, so I had no, I had no thought in my mind that he'd ever throw, take a shot. And he took yeah. a shot to the town. I was like, oh. you.
0: You know, on that tip, Mike Goldberg – coined a a phrase for you chuck that doesn't get used a lot today because you know stylistically everyone's a little bit more mixed than they were back then but wrestling in reverse that that is everything that i hear when i think about chuck liddell because that's what chuck chuck's a good wrestler but he used it in reverse so he could stay on his uh feet and knock people out with that overhand right and uh i mean you were an innovator in a lot of ways chuck and it's it's pretty cool to see uh you know where, where you know you've come out and and you know this icon status in mma and you know bruce you talk about that 37 and a half it's, it's overlooked a lot when it comes to you know say the the boom of the ultimate fighter which chuck was obviously very much involved with but that was definitely a seminal moment in the evolution of mixed martial arts in this country
1: a seminal moment and at the same time you know i want to point out the fact something that i trained a lot at to do as best i could is to be able to punch going backwards very few fighters can punch with the power that chuck waddell does moving backwards yeah you know i've seen you break the orbital bone i forget the fighter we were to show uh that burning
2: white yep. yes Burn Burn He white. 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 man broke. that kid was tough man
1: oh man very I, I was, tough.
2: Even, I like, man that was a great fight my like, whoa well, he took a beating like yeah. i was i was hitting him hard and just wouldn't go down and finally i'm backing up like bang. how
0: Look, at you I, see I, that? You see how he just Lord, does Lord. that? Like, he's still got it. He's he, he still he, got he, it? He can't even faint without power.
1: Hey, the way the world is going today, Chuck, are we going to see one of these exhibition fights with Chuck Liddell? Is anybody coming at you, Chuck? Because I guarantee uh, I- I, it's gotta be. You're probably getting a phone call. Yeah,
2: I've heard a lot of stuff. I mean, and i like, and I, and I've joked around, but people get all offended. I'm like, look, man, any of these YouTube guys really want to get knocked out? Let I me, mean, any I, if they want to pay me a couple million dollars to knock them out, I'd be more than happy to do it. Right, but, but you know, like, it is what it is. I mean, they're not, they're not stupid. They're not going to let me give me a shot at them. Um, but, but, but you know, but it, it, I think it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining in a different way. Like I. I don't, you know, if I think boxing really should look at it as because like a couple of cards have had real boxing fights on on that night, right, right. And if you, and if you use it as a way to get, you know, these fans are only watching it because they're YouTube guys or whatever. They're they're only watching it for something else. They're not really fight fans. No. If you can you can get some of those fans back to boxing by those the good fights on the card, that's what you're. That that's, that would be a, a good good end game for them. It could help them out. And but you know it's it, it is kind of it's kind of how kind of how marketing is going nowadays with with these stuff. So, I mean a lot of this YouTube I don't get it very, very much. But um but you know it's a it's a lot of a lot of what people want to see. Like I, and I never mind. I like the tough man contest. I don't mind having guys go at it. But I I kind of like I don't like ones where it's like kind of like where it's just an exhibition where they're not really trying to.
0: Each other. Right, just getting in work. I'm trying
2: to just get when well, they're just going out and having like hard sparring. Yeah. Now, now, now watching watching uh, Tyson get out there and hard spar with anybody. It's I'll it, I, I, I'll watch it because that just, just for nostalgia, nostalgia, sake. And man, it's Tyson. You know, I, I watch him a hard spar with anybody. I just man, he can still move around and he still looks good.
0: I'll watch um, Tyson play cribbage. Right. Yeah,
2: thought, exactly. You know, but but like, but I I mean. I mean, I, I like I, I did that. Uh, I refereed the celebrity boxing thing, and that, and that was funny. But it, it it is. But if you order that and expect good boxing, right? Um, I, I, I mean, I think you got to check your head.
0: It's a spectacle. It's it's. I, I, I like about it
2: was big gloves. They had big gloves and headgear on, and they were actually going out. they were really trying to knock each other out. So that that makes it interesting. That, that's, that's that's it's fun and, and it's kind of funny. But I mean, the, people get, see guys get hit. I think I, I think that fight, the uh, one I did uh, celebrity boxing thing, I did. Uh, well, this fight before the main event, uh, the, the guy actually punched the referee. And the bet, coming after they got they got the second round started, he comes over. All right, are you ready. Are you ready? Hey, don't punch me. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, best line by a referee ever. I was like, that's great.
1: That's awesome. I'm with you, Chuck. You know, you've made a very salient point, which we've discussed on the show. It's bringing on, boxing fans are falling off, okay? They're getting older and falling off as a rule. If we can bring in the young demographic and they get caught up in it, that they'll watch a great boxing match, whether it's Canelo or some of the other fine boxers that are out there, all the more power to them because I love the sport of boxing as you do. But I would say it's a very small percentage that will continue to watch outside the realm of that exhibition fight.
2: Well, oh, I think so too. But and you know, it was what do they do? why did you do that with that name? Well it I mean, boxing's a little easier to learn. It's than MMA. Um, you know, it's like right. there's there's too many elements to for a for guy to to learn and and perfect for 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 that kind of fighting. So I mean just moving from I mean boxing, you gotta learn how to punch each other and really worst case scenario you just throw haymakers and throw him haymakers okay. at each other and and whatever, but if if you're not, you know what you're doing in in MMA,
1: it's your your toast. I'm here. I hear you. I'm with you. And you know, now with boxing, Tyson Fury got canceled. uh, Yeah. Tyson getting, you know, COVID, which is still an issue out there. Um, So all the best of the boxing world. I love boxing. I like to see it do well. And to me again, mixed martial arts and boxing are apples and oranges, two totally different fighting sports. I do not compare the two. I just enjoy both of them you know, for right. what they bring.
2: Exactly. Same. Same. That's what I try to explain. Thing. I try to explain it to people all the time. But yeah.
0: I, I think we're more over it than ever than justifying one sport over the other. They're, they're cousins. They're both great in their own right. I mean, I remember back in the day, mixed martial arts was sort of forced to defend itself against boxing. But I mean, it's 2021. I I hope anybody holding on to that narrative can just put it to rest.
1: Exactly. Chuck, one last question, because I want to go into a couple of things here in your personal uh, business ventures that you're into. You know, you saw Adesanya, uh go against Bohovich in the light heavyweight um from middleweight and we've got john jones potentially moving to heavyweight from light. well he better because he's put on all this weight you know from light heavyweight how do you feel about that did you ever consider fighting as a heavyweight number one and second does size matter at this point
2: well all things being equal bigger stronger faster should win right, right. but that's all things being equal there's never everything equal in fighting all right. I actually asked Dana to fight Tim Sylvia before he had Randy fight him. It was really. actually pretty funny. When I when they when they fought the first time in the first thing the first round, Randy came out and hit him with an overhand, he dropped yep. him. Yep. Didn't finish him. I looked over at Dana and went <laughs> Dana, Dana said, Tim Sylvia's too big for you. I don't want you to do that. Like I when that happened and Dana went Yep. Just kind of shook his head. Okay. I hey, get wh- my-
1: well, Randy you have- was an eight to one underdog in that fight.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. he was. one of the it, greatest bets I ever right? saw. I'm like,
2: I'm like hey, I'm like, hey, hey if I hit with that overhand, it's over.
0: Hey Chuck, I mean, what would you have weighed if you fought at heavyweight? What do you think you would have come in the octagon at? I
2: mean, at? honestly, I, I I tried I, I kick I kickbox a couple times at heavyweight, and I just got of let the weight get up one time, and I'm like, you know, never again. I, I'll I'll fight about two. I would have walked in a ring about 217, 220 maybe. Okay. At the, so you're which basically what, bite my, bite. About, about five pounds over where I normally walk in the ring at. You're right. But I would, yeah. I would get much heavier than that because uh, it just, I, I moved. It's, it's harder to move them. I mean, okay. if I had time to get there, I mean, I, I would have been going up and going back down If I had time to get there. Maybe I would have slowly creeped up a little higher than that, but, but it, it you know, over time maybe, but I would have, I would have, that's where I would have fought at. I personally believe The that. funny thing is like, like that, but like like look um Fedor. Look at Fedor. Fedor was yeah. a bigger game I mean Fedor, I mean, honestly, Fedor wanted to you uh, in a little bit of time, probably could have gotten down to two or five if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, no he was one It oh, yeah. was one
2: of the best heavyweights uh of of, the, of his era. I mean, he know?
0: always had dad bod, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he always yeah. was like I mean uh, he, he, he's walking,
2: bod. I think he's weighing in it like with with his shoes on or whatever, at like 230. Yep. Or
0: 230,
2: 235, maybe. I yep. I mean, at the time I saw Wayne, he was in between two thirty 230 and two thirty-five. Um, so I mean, I don't think he, it would have been hard for him to make uh two oh five. I mean, it wouldn't have been a, I mean, it would been an easy cut. I really I mean, I don't die down well,
0: and, well well prior to the the bigger heavyweights, the the Lesners and, and Carwins of the world, like the best heavyweights were never really much bigger than two thirty five, two forty.
1: Well, in boxing, the best heavyweights were 195 to 215. You know, in the old days, I mean, Tyson wasn't that heavy.
0: Yeah. Tyson I mean, would come I, in around
1: 215, what,
0: 220. What did Randy ever weigh at heavyweight? I mean, that was his problem with the bigger guys like Rico. Like, I don't think Randy weighed much more than 230 ever. No. Yeah, no. No, no. Always right huh. there.
1: All right, Chuck, we got the we got the fighting down. Now, listen, you, you're releasing your NFT. Congratulations on that, by the way. A lot of money being made by people in NFTs. Mine's coming out in the next few months myself um so i i can't wait to see that i think it's very very cool N- no question thank you, know, you. the thing is you got your icebreaker uh podcast which you started i think just a couple months ago right is that brand new? yeah a few
2: months ago yeah we've been going for a few months how's it
1: going it looks like it's going well really well
2: it's going really good um we might take a little break for uh i think um uh my uh co-host is going to be doing a shooting a film and for a while so it might be a little hard to schedule get him on there so so I think they we're talking about doing a, a break, but we'll see. Well, you did mention to me that,
1: you know, we'll come on and we'll maybe give a few inside thoughts on that brawl for it all <laughs> outside yeah. China White and uh, in London that we were all involved in you, especially oh, man. Yeah. I want to hear that story. That we're so not going to give anything away. Oh, on the God. show. I'm going to save that for Chuck's for the icebreaker.
0: You know, you know, there's knows, video we, of that we, allegedly. We, yeah. You know,
2: everyone's said allegedly there is. I'd love to see it. I I'd mean, really love I, to see it.
0: I, I know who has it, I'm not going to say on here. I don't. I'll tell you guys you off here. Can you get uh, it? I
2: see it because I because I, I, I really know, not don't ever well we never live. I don't know how it started. Like I, I do, but from but I, I, I heard from it, how I it do. started from everyone everyone's side. Everyone's side, but I wasn't there, so I don't really. So I was. I forgot that I was going to ask you uh, how 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 it started. Actually, my other friend there, that was there in the fight. It was there when it started. Little Damian, uh, buddy Damien and 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 he. Uh, he, he, I, I, you know, I've never, all his time, I've never asked him how it started. i never really actually had that conversation with him because we always talk about what happened after that. But anyway, we'll talk later. Right.
1: I know how it started. We were all walking out. I'm not giving anything away. All I know is I'm going to say one thing. There was Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell and us walking out. When a street fight breaks out, Tito went that way. Chuck went that way. I follow Chuck and I was watching Chuck's back. I <laughs> The choice between, the, I've always said, Chuck, I've this is a common statement I've made for many years. The two guys I would want on either side of me in a street fight is you and Boss Rudin over on my right.
2: I'd be uh, a very that happy. Bad man. A oh, bad man. Bad man,
1: bad man. So, Chuck, you got the Icebreaker podcast. You got your NFTs coming out, your appearances, everything you're doing, your film career. I'm very impressed. I mean, you're working hard on it, you know, and, and I, I was going through, and I know I've seen the, I've, t- I've commented on you on a couple of the movies I watched recently, and you're getting better and better. Like in the Silencer, I loved your role in the Silencer and and oh, all that. When you. I was researching your career, you were in the Postman Always
2: Rings Twice in
1: 1981
2: as a boy. Yeah, when I was a kid, actually, if you watch it, you know the funny thing. My a girl by my, my um, Jim posted that one time, and everybody, uh, people are like comment, "Hey man, I, I know I watched the whole thing. It wasn't in it." Like she's like, um, "He was 11." He didn't have a mohawk. Yeah. He would a goatee. The guy he was kicked out. Come kicked out from behind the counter by Jack Nicholson. So uh, and then that was kind wow. of what, like MacTaggart. I got I got thirty three dollars for it, but uh, that was my first uh, first ever uh, film film role. But did you want to be an actor, or your parents just no? I was you? In, I was in a Boy Scout troop, and we were playing Boy Scouts. And I came by the Boy Scout troop, and and uh, they it was like the it was actually the first time I went to the Boy Scout troop they came and recruited us to go do that thing. And it was really cool. Then I've
1: done that's so awesome. many things. Chuck and I've done so many things together, TJ, over the years, you know, in and out of UFC, we actually oh. we did
0: Entourage together. I was just going to say, a, I'll never forget yeah. the Entourage episode. Like that was a huge deal. That was the biggest show on television pretty much at the time.
1: That was a huge deal. But I remember looking at Chuck because I'm so used to Entourage with every beautiful girl you can think of thinking the set's going to have 50 or more, you know, walking around. And we were the only Entourage where everybody on the set was a kid. Remember that, Chuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our yeah. one favorite moment. But, um, so Chuck, what's going on in the film career now? You know, you you had. Uh...
2: Well, I'm, I'm waiting on. you know starting back up, getting stuff going now that people are starting back up shooting things. I had a couple, couple. I had one. I was going to be the main guy for. Uh, I was going to do um, be a play a secret service guy for the president and you know one of those deals, but um, it uh, it fell through. It, it moved a couple of dates and then with the COVID stuff, it fell through. So now we're just working on getting another uh,
0: another gig out there. So.
2: We'll
1: see. You'll continue to work, Chuck. Trust me, you will continue to work. Uh, I mean, you hear
0: the the response this man gets in the arena when they put him on camera. Like Chuck, Chuck's bigger now than I think he was ever before. I commend him. You
1: can maintain and stay relevant after your career fighting in the octagon as he's doing. I give Chuck all the kudos in the world. Name of the Uh, game. I mean, let's be
0: honest. I see Chuck doing big things, going to the biggest UFCs, uh, you know, uh, of the year, and you know, Tito's on YouTube, unfortunately
1: yeah <laughs> like tito's on youtube
0: either that or he's he's,
1: re- he's resigning from councilman at huntington beach don't even get me started on that one jesus unbelievable
2: uh, oh, was, was, if you want to look that one up guys uh, that was an interesting situation
1: i always remember chuck it was my 60th birthday when you came down with heidi and by the way please give heidi my love and say hi um oh. when i had that uh, big birthday party and i invited both yeah. chuck and tito and and i told you guys that you know you're both coming and for some reason only Chuck showed up. <laughs> Funny how that works, huh? Funny how yeah. that works out. Not surprised. <laughs> boss showed up too. Uh boss too. It was a great it was a great
0: party. No yeah. question. Man, I don't know if a, I can handle a time. party with boss and Chuck. That might get crazy. Oh, it was fun. It was fun.
1: Hey Chuck, did you notice how Vegas was crazy crowded this this uh weekend? I mean more oh, crowded really? than I've ever seen it.
2: Oh it, it was insane. Yeah it was really crowded. And I mean, the everything. heat I, like, I got, oh my I got God. up I got up and like like on sunday to go just go down and i was gonna i i, I was like to you know, gamble a little bit so i came out, but i came out at like 10 and it was packed i'm like i usually like on a sunday at least 10s a little light down the, in the, on the floor right. but i mean people everyone I'm like homies yeah i'm like what's going on
1: oh it was great you know i was gambling that night i was at a blackjack table um with my friend and and uh tark you know tj tark from yeah. flip-flop and um, so we're there, and people were like taking pictures away and all. And I'm just concentrating playing with blackjack. Some guy came over, put his arm around me, put his face next to me, stuck the camera in front of me with video, and started talking to me. He was so lucky I didn't elbow him and push him away. That is wrong. That yeah. is so wrong. Yeah. You know? I you mean, know, people, he,
2: people forget personal space. They forget, um, you know, I, I mean, I love fans. I do stuff all the time, but I time is great get time and place sometimes if fit like yeah. and just courtesy like hey I've had, I've had people i've been eating and i have someone grab my arm that my forks and i'm like, oh, my, uh, like really like really? i'm like what are you doing like um is, is that normal for you like where do you, where, where'd you grow up
1: hey like, chuck one of the worst i had i was taking a leak in the bathroom oh, and i God. turned around and the guy's got his well, iphone on me watching me take a leak i but my pants, I went over, I said, give me your phone. I said, show me your camera. Erase that right now, right now. You don't do that. No. Right. Uh, no,
2: I'm pretty I, sure that's I was, illegal. I mean, I, I, got, I had a guy get mad at me one time because I wouldn't shake his hand while I was pissing. <laughs> oh, I looked at him like, can I finish? Like I, right. Yeah. You, I'm. by the way, you just got finished. You can go wash your hands. And then right. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, I, I don't know, it's a little weird. Like I'm about, not one to shake your hand while I'm being, so thanks. I nice- hey, Chuck,
1: check, big question. You know, we've enjoyed a few libations and we've been out of time of time. Are you still drinking? Because I'd love to send you a bottle of my Puncher's Chance bourbon that I've ever release. Oh,
2: I, I, I'd love to try it. I actually like, like whiskey. I don't, I don't drink like I used to, but... Uh, oh, no, don't drink like uh, you used to. <laughs> no, no, but, but yeah, I, 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 whiskey, I have a nice whiskey every once in a while. That'd be great.
1: I'd love to send it. Do me a favor. Text me an address and I'll get a bottle sent over to you and Heidi. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, be happy to love to see, love to get your opinion on see what you think but it's three met. We won three gold medals for taste and three gold medals for design. We're the highest rated fastest selling new bourbon in America today.
2: Hey, excited. (laughs) All right, man. It's good to hear. I know
1: you like the name punchers chance is what you're all about. Always. So icebreaker. I'll always and always and forever. So Icebreaker, NFT, what else is in line for Chuck Waddell? What's going on? Oh, and refereeing, uh, celebrity
2: fights. What the heck was that, that, was that, was that like? Yeah, with Odom that. Yeah, I got, um, I got I got, a show from a note called No Checks Given. I'm doing it on uh, uh, YouTube, too. I'm going to be doing more stuff. It's kind of me going out and doing fun stuff, travel. It's kind of like a travel show. We do a little bit of stuff I like to eat, places, and then going out and doing crazy stuff like on. Oh, I did did some hunting on it. I've done some uh, a few different things. Followed me around at UFC once. So what we got? We haven't put out the episode yet, but they'll be out soon.
0: The world is Very a better cool. place with Chuck Liddell in the spotlight.
1: I'm telling you. Oh, thank you. Hey, listen. If there's a fan favorite forever, here he is. Right here. One of my favorites of all time, and I'm so proud to call you my friend, Chuck. It's it's great to have you on the show, and it's always great to see you, and it's great to see you and Heidi so happy, and everything going so well. How's the kids? What's going on with the kids and COVID? How's the school been for your kids and everything? Uh,
2: they're they're doing awesome. We, we're homeschooling them right now. Um, there's too much in and out here, but, and and not nothing against the teachers at all, but they really didn't know how to do Zoom school. They like that last first first you know the end of the year for the first time they did Zoom school. The teachers just didn't know what they're doing and the kids are and my kids you can't like my, my kids are like me and I, me and Hyde are both like animated yeah yeah and still and you can't have my kids They, live, I'm like Every time I turn turn around, uh, when he was on that thing, my son would have a different toy in his hand. I'm like, "Where'd you get that? Like, how do you have like?" There was no toys next to now. You got like 20. Like, I didn't see you go anywhere, but where'd they come from?
0: Right. My my buddy's a fifth grade teacher, and he said even the smartest kids in his class were not connecting through Zoom and stuff. It just doesn't register.
2: You know, and and I used to go. I used to volunteer at school all the time, so I know my son. He's one of you. He's great at staying doing projects he's great at doing his thing but you know but he has to have some interaction you know you can't you know, look at a screen he's like <laughs> yeah um, you know my, right. my kids my actually the sad thing about this whole pandemic thing has been my kids have gotten more comfortable sitting in front of a screen
0: right you know? Yep.
2: like watching tv playing video games because my kids are like before this like the first I, I, I thought i, I won one my day
0: Chuck, you froze. Well, he's the Iceman after all.
2: What's your favorite thing to do? They're like, play outside. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, now, but now they're more comfortable like playing video games. Yeah. You know, they were trying to keep each other entertained for a long in the profession that are getting a lot of even people around here. We knew what didn't want their kids interacting with our kids or other kids. And like,
0: uh, it, we're making everybody I, shut-ins at this point. You know what I mean? It's hard. Yeah, times have
1: changed, Chuck. And days of you know, I'm sure when you were a kid like me, baseball until it was time to get home for dinner or or go train in martial arts or whatever. It's just it's not the same anymore. You know, it's a different world.
0: I, I had a rule growing up. My parents made me go outside every day in the summer, and I the rule was that you had to be home by dark and don't come home before dark either because you know yeah. kids need to be outside.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah, well, that's not, not going to happen anymore. No. No yeah. way.
1: Chuck, anything else you want to tell us before you go? And thanks so much for coming on the show.
2: Well no, just uh be looking for my NFT. just at, you know, follow my social channels and uh, just at Chuck Liddell anywhere and you can uh, we'll, I'll keep you posted on when I'll be out and everything. I think it's 24th cool. for sure, but if they don't if they don't delay it, but we'll see. Well
1: we'll keep our eye on it. You. I'm
0: excited for this.
1: Yeah. You know, Chuck, I'm a big person in collectibles. I'm learning about the NFTs. I personally like to hold my collectibles in my hand and look at them, but these NFTs have opened up a whole new world and people are yeah. spending big money for them. So congratulations on that. Can't wait to see it. And I'll repost it when you post about it and, you know, get it out there for you, you know. Anyway right, I thank can you
2: problem. very much, man. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. I'll send you a bottle of Puncher's Chance for you and Heidi. And um, I'm sure I'll see you around the UFC campus as always.
2: All right. Can't wait to see you again, man.
1: All right, you got it, Chuck. Anytime you're down in my area the play it array, or give me a give me a note. We'll hit lunch.
2: All right, sounds great, man. All right, Good take care, Chuck. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Chuck.
1: Easy. Big cheers. There he is, the Hall of Famer. Chuck Waddell. Wow so awesome to have him on the show. I
0: like great. what he's branching out into as well. I mean, you know, that was the yeah. the question. You know, there are a lot of guys from his era that not many people, um, you know, really even think about anymore. And obviously, Chuck was up on a pedestal. But for him to still be out there doing things, like, again, Bruce, I, I cannot believe the reaction that he got when they just put him on camera for just a, a few moments uh, inside T-Mobile. Like, the, the world still loves Chuck Liddell.
1: He's an icon as a fighter. He's an icon as a image, mm-hmm. you know, a brand. Right. And uh, let's face it, historically, I mean, the UFC has gotten to where it's gotten because of people like Chuck Liddell.
0: I mean, you know, I, we talked about the Tito rivalry. The rivalry with Randy Couture was, was probably bigger in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the sport does not evolve quite the way that it did without Chuck Liddell.
1: Absolutely not absolutely not and um I can't, I can't say enough about him I've known him for so long and he looks good
0: I, Bruce he looks good you know like he, he doesn't great. look like he's uh you know fallen off the the wagon at all when it comes to being in shape and taking care of his body he's still I mean again like he just faints with it all overhand right and I'm like okay I gotta move he's I'm, a beast. I'm terrified I
1: mean when he moved his arms like that I'm thinking yeah. I don't want to be on the receiving end of any of that stuff
0: right I mean you God know? forbid he does one of those celebrity boxing matches and someone accidentally tags him because the comeback will not be kind to of them
1: Hey, when we talk about that China white brawl whenever I'm on his show and we, we break it down, I'm not going to give anything away except something I've said before in the show. There's nothing like watching Chuck Liddell in the octagon. There's nothing right. like watching Chuck Liddell in a street fight. Ho-wa, no. Ho-wa. That's yep. all I want to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right. You know, um, great to have the champ, the Iceman on the show. And uh, let's go into some stories that are going on here. I hate to say this. I hate to say this, TJ, but it's out now. We're worried about it. I don't know what's going to get worse, but the darn COVID-19 cases are surging now again in 45 states.
0: That Delta variant is kind of wreaking some havoc. Um, You know, the, the idea of being vaccinated is still, you know, uh, good as far as protection is concerned, but I I think we're going to see a lot of people go back to um, mandatory mask uh, mandates and, and things like that. We'll see, Hopefully it won't get that bad. Uh, it, it still kind of blows me away, Bruce, that people are anti-vaccine uh, here. And even people that are not anti vaccines as a whole, some of them have this, you know, misconception about uh, how rushed, quote unquote, this vaccine was. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell those people, but I do know that uh, the, the Delta variant is supposed to be much worse. Uh, more people are going to die than they uh, did before they thought In the, as far as the uh, amount infected to deaths uh, ratio. I mean, I don't know. I, I hope we can, you know, keep moving forward and, and progress. But, you know, these numbers are uh, a bit alarming. Well, they're alarming, but a lot of it's amongst the non-vaxxed community. Right. But now they're bringing out
1: how the kids are getting it. Right. The variants hitting. I mean, it's just, uh, again, people say, well, that's news. That's new. You know what? Facts are facts. It's out there. And I think you still need to be safe. And quite frankly, I just got back from Vegas and I, I went to the Rogan set me up with the, uh, Beautiful seeds to his show with Chappelle on Friday night. I was it? I went to, it was great. It was yeah, great. it looked good. I saw
0: some photos and whatnot. It looked like it was a good time.
1: It was amazing. But walking out, you're in crowds. And my friend and I were masked. And then, you know, the UFC, it just, you know, there's COVID somewhere. I mean, call me paranoid. Call me whatever. No, but, but I, I
0: mean, that's the that's the truth. You know the there's truth. COVID somewhere. The, the, like the numbers, uh, it's not high, but there, there's no way you can be around that many people without someone carrying it. And how do you think I feel coming back? I'm wary right now. Right, of course. Well, especially when you're just playing blackjack and some dude basically comes from behind and puts their body on you. Like that's not, I mean, it's never a good idea to do that, but these are not the times to be doing that. Yeah, well, I just tested myself again
1: today because I got to go to the show on Saturday. I'll be tested again on Friday. And you know
0: what? I'm not paranoid. I'm just being real. No, uh-huh. I mean, you have taken this approach long before people were worried about it here in the States. Remember, I mean, a year and a half ago, I was telling you, Bruce, don't worry about it. These things never really get out of hand. Don't worry about it. You're you're buying into the hype. And then I'm like, oh, crap.
1: Yeah, I was wrong. Well, just stay safe, everybody. That's all I can say. I mean, you know, have everybody has their opinion. You have a right to get a get or not get a vaccine. But the the facts
0: and the proof out there is that you should. I yeah, I mean, there's no better way to say. It. It's true. So how do you like my new shirt? I saw that. I was I was wondering if that was a millions.co shirt. It's a millions.co shirt. It looks out good. With the it's
1: time shirt. You know, I got the hashtag buff life kind of took off a little bit. Right. It's time established 1996, which yep. is the first time I ever walked in the octagon. Yep. Um, I just got these yesterday. I love them. So anybody's interested in uh, it's time shirts or the buff life hashtag buff life shirt I have on. Just go to millions.co to my site. Uh, to my page, and I'm very excited to say that it has really taken off. As we, I say every week, it's getting stronger and stronger. When the NCAA announced that athletes could do their stuff, and pardon so me huge. if I said this last week. No, you did, but it's
0: so huge. It's worth reiterating. 100 NCAA athletes signed up in one day last week. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't they? Like, think yeah. about this. You as an athlete, a celebrity, anybody that has a following, the ability to market yourself in a way where you get – the uh, was the 80% that you're giving them? 80% goes back yeah. to the like, athletes. think about that, Bruce 80%, and you don't have to do
1: anything, you Nothing. don't have to handle anything. Like, that's unbelievable. We do all the work, we design with you, everything's there. It doesn't cost you a dime. The athletes are loving it. We're now branching out into the other sports as a result of NCAA athletes coming in. Um, it's just growing exponentially,
0: very large. You know, um, I, I've got some podcast clients that might need to get on that. Yeah, no problem.
1: Just, uh, check it out i'll set you up but even a guy like chuck woodell right it's great for chuck woodell
0: Yeah, yep.
1: it's, it's 100 for everything i think um dean thomas is coming in and uh, there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of ufc fighters coming in too
0: so. and why wouldn't you you know the ability to control no your brain and make money off of that and literally do nothing but essentially come up with some concepts like that's that's huge no
1: brainer plus the ability to have the uh, fight companion style you know shows you can watch with your right the access everything. for sure yeah. Anyway, I, I pitch it all the time. Just check out millions.com. I'm very excited to be a co-founder in this site. And we're going to knock down doors that have never been knocked down before. And that's the way I like to do business. So it's all good. Did you hear about Richard Sherman?
2: No. That what happened? Arrested?
1: No. Yeah. Where? Uh, he was taken down by a canine in a fight with cops before his arrest. Uh, he hurt? Investigating him now for a possible hit and run and DUI oh, after oh. cops said he crashed his car an hour or so before his arrest. But there's other things that were here. Um, domestic burglary and domestic violence charge. Wow. Which is a felony in Washington State. It could actually carry a really lengthen lengthy presence, prison sentence, excuse me. Wow. So this five time Pro Bowler, you know, played for the 49ers and all. I mean, not a good not a good syndrome. He's been at the shows too. I mean, he seemed like a cool guy. Not saying he's not, but he's got he's got some stuff on his hands right now with this one. That's no good. No good. No good. Uh, UFC 264 uh, set a record, but it didn't top 229 for pay-per-view buys. I think it's 1.8 million-plus right. uh, that came into the show. And um, breaking, all that, that breaking
0: that all-time record is going to be really, really difficult. It's going
1: to be really, really hard. Uh, Tokyo Olympic, uh, Olympics has banned spectators after Japan clears a COVID state of emergency, but uh, the, there'll be no fans allowed to watch the Olympians perform, but the Olympics will go on. I wish them all the best.
0: That, that might actually heighten the viewing experience for people at home. You know, oh, yeah. uh, when we, you know, I mean, we're still doing shows at the apex, but when you take that crowd out of it and you hear everything, um, obviously you want the the athletes to be propelled by the uh, uh, adoration of the fans. And, and, you know, it's, it's always something that drives them, but, you know, sit back and relax and maybe take this in through a different sort of lens. And uh, I, I think it'll still play well on television. I think it will too. And one last note before
1: we go. You know, I always talk about that uh, nineteen eighty panel card, the tops card of the Johnson rookie with Larry Bird. Larry Bird, which you said you have part of. Is that correct? No,
0: my my wife had it and she tore it apart because she was a child when she got it. I mean, she still has it. It's just in pieces because, yeah, you know, kids. Well, you remember I had the box. I paid four fifty for.
1: Right. Sold for eleven hundred six years ago. Sold for fifty thousand less. What's it at now, Buffer? Well, you can figure it out. I would say the box is worth probably 100000 plus now, and I'll tell you why. That that panel card in a, a PSA 10 just yeah. sold. How much? $513,000. Get
0: out of here.
1: $513,000.
0: Can't wait to tell my wife that she tore up a half a million dollars. There's four of
1: those cards in each box. Unbelievable. Who knows what would have been in that box?
0: Unbelievable! Did you hear about the video game, the Mario 64 cartridge for the Nintendo 64? I heard it sold like crazy. Yeah, it's like $1.4 million. Unbelievable. There's only like 10 in existence, I guess, that are still factory sealed and in pristine condition, but $1.4 million. Those old N64 machines
1: yeah. are worth a lot of money. If they're sealed, they're not worth a lot of money. If they're open, never take it out of the box or at least save the box, you know.
0: Yeah, I I just, I mean, I don't know. And that's something, too. You know, we talk about this with baseball cards and things of that uh, nature all the time. I don't think that the modern systems are going to retain that sort of value. No, I I mean, maybe you can buy a PlayStation 5 and, and just hold on to it and it'll be worth a bunch of money down the road, but I don't think so. I really don't. I've got cases of ready to rumble boxing video
1: games in my garage. You know, the, the old Dreamcast. I, I
0: wonder what those are worth. They gotta be worth something. Everything's worth something
1: well, to the I'm, right person. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It all it all is. It's it's crazy. All right, TJ, what's up? And now we'll be back next week, riding guest.
0: Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I was on the ground. Did not get to see you. Uh, met our pal Garrett, who does a lot of our uh, multimedia stuff here on its time. So great that guy. was great. Um, had a had a blast at the Howlerhead uh, viewing party. They were doing its time with you inside the MGM Grand, like you were right in front of them, even though wow. they were watching a television screen, which was. Uh, a really neat experience Uh, met a few listeners uh, of of this show uh, came up and said hello to me. Um, So that was pretty cool. Um, I think we'll be doing that again a couple of times before the end of the year uh, as well. So go check out extra rounds anytime on UFC fight pass. Uh, You can also get the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, that's about it. Follow me on Twitter at TJ DeSantis.
1: Very cool. Speaking of Garrett, I'm going to be filming a, a commercial for, um, with him next week, I just can't give away what it is. it's going to be one of those hilarious type commercials.
0: That's awesome. I mean, uh, the, the stuff that you've done that. already is is awesome, phenomenal. Uh, which reminds me to tell everyone, uh, check uh, out the show on YouTube if you're uh, not already. Uh, there's there's some a- other stuff on your channel that's not just you know it's time radio. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of stuff over there.
1: Yeah, everybody, please. Thank you, TJ. Sign up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, our show today and going on forward is, of course, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. I encourage everybody uh, to check out FanDuel Sportsbook when you're betting on the UFC and all the other things that you do. It's a great site. An yeah. awesome site and great people to work with, um, as we talked about last week. I'll be back in the Octagon this Saturday for the fight. I'm looking forward to announcing the return of the great Misha Tate. It's going to be awesome to see her fight. She's got a very tough fight ahead of her. So I'll see you all from the octagon. Then TJ, you have a great week. Um, With that being said, everybody set your goals, learn about them, write them down so you can be the best you can be when you step on that path moving forward. If you are the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about on it's time radio. So with that being said, I love you all. Thank you for all your support. And what a great night 264 was it just, I posted yesterday, TJ on a side note, it reminded me how much I love and my passionate adventure in the octagon. It brought back all the reasons that I do everything I do to be in there with these great warriors allowing me to share their space and all the support from your amazing fans. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have
2: a great week. Love you all. Buffer out.